0: Every day, young people are rapidly becoming the leaders that will shape the world of tomorrow. Learn their stories. Hear their visions for the future. This is not about me and you or what is. This is about them and what's gonna be. This is not a podcast. This is a preview. This is a foreshadowing. This is a freaking time machine. This is Shades Required.
1: Hello and welcome everyone to Shades Required. I am Phil Hall, your host. This is episode 11. We are here at Third Place Pizza in Castleton, Vermont, right here on Main Street. Shout out to Andrew Bredding for letting us use his cool little restaurant to record our cool little podcast. I am here as always with Mr. Michael McIsaac. Coach Mike, how are you doing today?
0: I am great. It's good to be back here with you, Phil. Wonderful to see you. Is that
1: St. Peter's Field as your backdrop today? It
0: is. If you don't remember this, this was the first thing I did as an admissions director. I got Anthony Sims to go grab his drone and take a picture so that when we did our event on the field or something, it was just had a kick-ass picture. Yeah. And this is what we uh, came up with and it worked out really well. And it's still like one of their most featured pictures
1: every so often. Yeah. Totally. No, I know. I used it like a 100 million times. I agree. Yeah. Good photo. For the bonfire and barbecue and all those yep. other things that happened right there. Yep. It was definitely Absolutely. worth
0: the 70 mosquito bites. Because we took totally,
1: like. That's not much.
0: Well, for a span of five minutes.
1: Wow. Anyway, the star of our show today, is Tori Tracy. Hi, Tori. How are you?
2: Hi, I'm good. How are you guys?
1: We're great. We're <laughs> super excited that you're here. I'm excited. To be here. Super
0: excited.
2: Oh, that sounds sarcastic. Okay.
0: Not at all. Why would you think that? I'm so happy you're here.
1: Mike, we've been on for like three minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Be nice. Come on. All right. So, uh, Tori, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself?
2: Okay. uh, My name is Tori Tracy, as Coach Hall said. I am going to be a junior at Catholic University of America studying politics uh, with a bunch of minors. And yeah, I'm really into politics lately, so that's why i have trying to focus on a lot when I'm down at school um, in Washington, D.C.
1: So this is so perfect. We have, we have a lot to talk about, um, but this is so perfect for us because we created this podcast uh, to talk with young people about the great things they're doing and might do, right? And we have someone here who is currently in Washington, D.C., you know, at school, but is, is going to make big change, we, we think, uh, no matter what she does. So this is really exciting. And I think, you know, when we thought about making this podcast, Mike, like, you know, this was, this was like one of the episodes I think we dreamed of. So we're really excited um this is gonna be good so yeah so Tori, bunch of minors let's cover those real quick you told me before we got on so political science major minoring in oh man arabic and islamic world studies mm-hmm. it's one minor second minor is intelligence
2: intelligence studies intelligence
1: yeah. studies third minor is history yeah History studies or just, just history? history. <laughs> so are those just things you're interested in? I mean, they're all obviously, I hope, obviously folks not trying to insult anyone's intelligence, obviously interconnected to what your major is and, and the, your, the interests you have. Um, but how did those three majors come to be on your workload? Yes. Minors, sorry.
2: It's okay. So I started as just a politics major. And when I got to Catholic, I had to decide um, to do a language. And it was either between Mandarin. Sorry, let me
1: interrupt. Because you were a politics major, or is that for everyone?
2: For all liberal arts. So if you're not in STEM, and if you're like a liberal arts student, you have to take four language courses. Um, And I was either between Arabic or Mandarin. and Because I took French for a while, didn't really get into it that much. So I decided to take something that would make me marketable in the future for like employers kind of I wanted to go with a harder language like that I thought would be to learn. So and then I took an Arabic class, <laughs> took an Arabic class, and I really fell in love with it. Um, and someone came to talk to us about the minor program. So I decided to make it my minor. And I've taken it for two years now. And I'm going to take it for next year. I'm actually on the e-board for Arabic club. So yeah, that's the that first sounds, one.
1: That sounds amazing. You're on the executive board for the Arabic club.
2: Yeah. So like there's elections, I'm the secretary, so I'm in charge of all communications. I take all the minutes uh, for meetings. Our meetings are in English though, so that's pretty easy. Oh, good. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Well, it's really impressive, Tori, but also don't never discount learning Mandarin, having a chance to learn Mandarin. Great example was when, Phil, you brought me on as admissions director and growing up, I had a chance to take Mandarin or Spanish in Fort Lauderdale. I'm like, clearly I'll never need to know Mandarin. And then it just so happens I was put in a position where I got to help, uh, for Chinese students get accustomed to living in the United States. And I didn't know how to communicate with them outside of some Spanish. (laughs) So, so never, you never know. Cause my mentality was like, I'll never need to know Mandarin, but I'll always need to know Spanish. And here we are. So if you're given the opportunity
1: again, I'd say pull the trigger.
2: Yeah. If I become fluent in Arabic, next one is Mandarin. I promise. Okay, cool. That's a little lofty goal.
1: Not right, to man. mention, like, in my opinion, I mean, if, if, if you like, I think if you, if you talk about how you, know, you, you talked about you want to take a, a challenging language, I mean, holy smokes, is there a more challenging language to learn than English? <laughs> right? No, I mean, because the cool thing is like Mandarin, yes, it's tons of, of and, and this is me like knowing nothing about it, just knowing what I know. Um, which is only having been taught Mandarin Chinese by the four young men that you were talking about Um, in chemistry lab that used to teach me Mandarin because I couldn't teach them anything about chemistry except for what the English words were. That was the only thing I could teach them because they already knew it. So they taught me Mandarin.
0: Um,
1: And it's all memorization. Like, yes, there's so many characters, but it's also completely rules based, so you can look at a character and and know some things about you know sort of like in language how we use like a prefix or a suffix right with Latin or, or another base language. You can look at some base shapes of characters and kind of have a clue right but it's wicked rules based, whereas if you try to learn our language there's like there's as many rule breakers as there are rules so. I mean, whose language is harder to learn? I don't know. Yeah, we
0: we have different where we have like three meanings that are the same word, same spelling, same everything, but you pronounce it differently in situations. That's not even fair. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, red, red and read being spelled the same way, pronounced different differently, and being different tenses of the same action. How do you explain that to someone? No, America. Bring it say read, but if you did it say red. Spell it the same way, and then red if there's no a is a color. <laughs> like this is America. Think about I don't know. Anyway, we'll get off that tangent. So this is really cool. So we've already got a lot to unpack here. Um. So you said you're in charge of all communications for the e-board, right, of the Arabic Club at Catholic University of America. What is, tell me more about that. Like, you're communicating with the members of your club and, like, getting them to the meetings and events. and.
2: Yeah, so uh, we just started for the summer because it's for the upcoming school year. Okay. We've had um, two meetings so far. So I will be making, like, the monthly newsletters that goes out to the entire club about events that we've planned that are coming up. I'm pretty sure once the school year starts, that I'll be sending the emails, um, for, like to out for the entire club about what's going on, what we're talking about in eboard, things like that. Okay. And like updating everyone on what type of events we're gonna have, directing people to our social media to see the events. Yeah. Wow,
1: that's awesome. Big responsibility. How many members in the club? Couldn't tell you. Lots? <laughs> no, uh, Is it big? No.
2: No. Oh uh, well. We have a lot, it depends on how many, I don't know how many active members we have because people stay members after they graduate, like on like the roster. So you're
1: communicating to all the alumni too?
2: If they check their email, yeah. Otherwise it's just going (laughs) to like. Arabic's like- How big is the e Not that big. There's the president, vice president, treasurer, secretary, two social media chairs and two event coordinators. Yeah. Arabic is like one of the smallest languages at Catholic. So my class sure. this past semester had 11. And I think next semester we have five. There's five of us. Yeah. Because it's upper, up, up, sorry. It's upper level Arabic now because we've gotten past the 104 stage. So it's a lot of people drop it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I can imagine. OK you've decided you're going to do all four of your language credits in Arabic,
2: I see. Yeah, so I finished my four.
1: And so now I'm, you're doing yeah, more. Yeah. Would you be able to hold a conversation
0: with someone, you think, yet? Or do you... Are you I think close. after this
2: next year I will be able to, because we're taking conversational Arabic. We have to learn the basics. I mean, the entire first semester was just learning the alphabet. Because in Arabic, you write from uh, right to left. And it's all characters. So it's like a completely different... There's not even, like, matching, like, an a. we have A, but there's only three vowels in Arabic. It's, like, a whole thing. So, I can
0: kind of tell that.
2: Yeah. Wow.
0: It's like, it's almost, it's almost like trying to pronounce, like, a Russian last name. I've seen a couple
1: A's. Times. I mean, you can have, like, a number of A's consecutively, and that is different than if you had one, right? Isn't that kind of how it...
2: Well, when you write it, it the shape of the letter depends on where it is in the word. It's, like, yeah whole
1: it's a whole thing <laughs> it's yeah <laughs> well yeah. so so it's interesting so something like you know I'm, I'm doing in my own life is um i'm really trying to like chase passions and and then i'm also trying to like understand when something interests me and i need to just let it go because i don't have <laughs> room for it and i just did that in my head like i was starting to be like man you know what? i should like try to learn a challenging language uh, no, I don't have any of those. <laughs> no, I like that's too much. I'm going to draw the line there. If anything, I could maybe try to like work on my Spanish a little more or maybe take on a romance language, like maybe Italian. I'm not going to, no, no, yeah no Arabic for me ever. Well, it's, the- not, it's something I'll never take on. I'm going to let Tori <laughs> take it on and tell me all about it.
2: The entire first semester, we didn't even know like how to spell words in Arabic. Sure. So I would, be, sure. I would be writing things phonetically in my notebook in English. So like the word wahit, which is one, I would write like W-A-A-H-I-T in my notebook, yeah. so I could pronounce Wah-hat. it back to my professor without actually smart. knowing how to spell it.
1: That was yeah. smart. Yeah. Huh.
0: Okay. I think if, if I had time to learn a, a, a language like that, I think I would want to learn Japanese.
1: Yeah. So, that
0: was, the, so I was, when I watch my shows, I don't have to watch them in the English version and I don't need the subtitles either.
1: right right no that'd be cool
0: because i can't read and watch at the same time because everyone tells me like oh you need to watch it in the japanese it's the original actors blah 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 i'm like yeah but i don't know what they're saying and i'm trying to read the bottom and i miss the scene when i'm reading so but it would help
1: it would help but you could read the words and listen to the japanese right but then i'm missing That is a way to try to you know and oh, yeah, that's a good that point. Kind of formally learning the language, too, but maybe that could be some good
0: reinforcement. That's what we do. Yeah. It's actually like, that makes sense. It's
1: <laughs> conversational Japanese. There you go. It's like I'm an educator or something. <laughs> um, ah! So, wow. Wow. Okay, so you're, you're done the language requirement. Yeah. Now, you're still taking Arabic... Is that, is that now a part of the Arabic and Islamic studies minor? Or is that just now, OK, I'm now interested in this language and just trying to learn it?
2: Yeah, so the way it works basically is you have to take four classes. Everyone has to take four classes of a language. So right. 101 through 104. I Check. just finished that. Done. So now there's 201 and 203 that I have to take. Um, and that'll be done with my actual Arabic language. Um, and then so it's those six classes. And then I have to take six Islamic world study classes throughout my time to learn about the culture. So I'm taking two, I'm going to take two politics classes about the Middle East. I took I take two history of Islam classes and then other things. Like I'm gonna take um Islam and media, and then like some fun class, hopefully, that I can like learn about the culture, but still like it's interesting.
1: Is there is there an opportunity to travel at all
2: yeah so i don't well i've read you everything that i'm doing so i don't really have time to study abroad during a semester
1: right um, right no and- <laughs> i didn't, I didn't really think so right.
2: next summer i'm hoping to study abroad in london actually for politics not for arabic oh, nice so i'm hoping that for spring break there is spring break trips to morocco and where the other one was mm-hmm. so That'd hopefully cool. i can do that Okay, yeah. And it's it's with my professor I've been taking language with all this time and she's really great. So it'd be really comfortable to go there.
1: So So it's like, it's, they they do it during spring break but it's a pretty academically charged.
2: Yeah, like.
1: Cool. And next summer, tell me about what would you be doing, um, you said in England, right?
2: Yeah, so, uh, Catholic has this program. There's three different cities, London, Ireland, and um, in Germany, the EU, where you can go and, work in the, like, the, I would go to work in the British Parliament,
1: right, I would okay. be an intern in the British wow. Parliament,
2: yeah, it's really, i really hoping I get into the program, I'm applying in November, and it's through the school, so you would go there for, I think, eight weeks, and what's really great about that is when you intern in the government here, it's in a, usually in a big office, mm-hmm. but the British Parliament offices that the interns are in there are really small, it's like four-person offices, or um, a little bit bigger sometimes, so you got okay. a lot more hands-on work. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Huh. Is, is it a
0: highly contested position? or Are there like hundreds of people applying? Or is it kind of like, all right, if you apply, you have a good chance of getting it right away?
2: Well, the summer program is a lot smaller. So it's going to be harder to get in because they, they mm-hmm. run it through um, both semesters as well. But I just can't go during a semester. So in the London's the most popular one and a lot of the politics majors at Catholic, which is our biggest major, a lot of them want to go so it's a little bit Makes hard sense. but at least i'm like competing against other catholic university students and it's not like a big like anyone in washington dc all of them are applying it's not that so it's not as challenging
1: gotcha that's okay so it's only a, a catholic university yeah it's like a program that is on. okay huh did you know about that program when you like went to catholic no. oh okay so it wasn't like part of the reason no that.
2: well actually yeah <laughs> never mind i'm wrong i did find out about it um, when i went for like an information session and i thought it was pretty cool but i never knew i was gonna end up doing it
1: right. hopefully right. Hopefully. Right. yeah Very good. okay so wow that's awesome we got
2: all it like, through arabic
1: so We got <laughs> it. what do you think mike do you want to i mean let's play a game now right
0: let's play a game yeah let's have yeah yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, Tori, you already know how these games go. Yeah. So the thing is, is out of everyone that we've interviewed, I feel like we've interacted with you probably the most in those years that you were at MSJ. So I feel like we know a lot about you. So I'm feeling relatively confident, Phil. I don't know about you, but I'm feeling pretty good about this one. Because- I would say,
1: I would say, yeah, between you and me, Mike, collective knowledge We've never been as strong with a with an interview as we are with Tori, But <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm not going to throw out any kind of confidence because...
2: I've been thinking about these for a while.
1: I was going to say, Tori came prepared, which makes me nervous. And she also <laughs> told me that she struggled with coming up with the truths. Uh, the lie came easily. So I think it might be hard to guess what it is.
0: Mm-hmm. I guess we'll see, won't we? So the points. Phil, you are... Seven and six.
1: Ooh, dude. Ouch. Remember when I was like five and oh?
0: <laughs> yep. Those were better oh, days. how the
1: mighty have fallen.
0: And I believe I'm... That can't be right. Oh, yes, it could be, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I am three and ten. These
1: records aren't real. We know that.
0: What, what's yours? <laughs> three and ten.
1: <laughs> oh. oh, God. Now I feel better. You should. <laughs> All right. And Tori, if you stump both of us, for the record, you will get an extra special prize.
2: Okay. <laughs> I have a feeling you guys are going to guess it. You do both know me pretty
1: well. So. Okay. All right. Well, let's... Oh, and Mike, we should, we just, we should establish, because sometimes we forget to do this, mm-hmm. we Should establish before we hear the three statements, which one of us is going to guess first? Okay. Would you like to go first or second? I'll leave it up to you. I'll go first. Okay. I'll go second. Great. Tori? Okay,
2: first one, um, I learned how to ride a bike when I was 19. For the record, I'm 20 now. Yes. Just turned 22 months ago. Happy birthday. Well, it was two months ago, but thanks. <laughs> Anyways, uh, second one, my freshman year of college, I didn't miss a single class. was <laughs> a <So> rude look. <laughs> okay.
0: Wait, I'm sorry what Tori can you clarify your high school or college you uh, college this. college okay
2: I was taking five classes okay. okay wait um at school I eat sushi four times a week at least
1: That's I it. knew
0: one of those was going to involve lunch Okay. Oh, wow. These are stumpers. Um, I actually believe that you didn't miss a single class. I actually do believe that. That sounds something like Tori Tracy would never miss a class. Like she'd set her hair on fire before she missed a class. Um, but I also could see you eating sushi four times a week but I don't even know why it sounds like when you were in high school, you were like, I don't know how to ride a bike. And I like made fun of you for it. That definitely seems like something that I would do. And I think almost like maybe you're playing to my strengths a little too much where it's like, Oh, what would coach Mike make fun of me for in, <laughs> in school?
2: I did think uh, about that actually.
0: Mm. All <laughs> right. Um, I'm going to go with, you didn't eat sushi four times a week. Cause there'd be no room for pizza there.
1: Oh wow! I thought okay. So you're going with number three is the lie.
0: Yes, I'm going to say. You
1: think you're getting baited on number one.
0: Yes, I think she went and had pizza four times a week.
1: Uh, I tell you, I and I, I can't go against this because it just burns me when I do. Um, as soon as number one came out of her mouth, I said that is absolutely true. Yes. Like, yes. I believe that you just learned how to ride a bike. Okay. I, be- I believe that as well, because so, I've never seen you two, on a bike either. When she said that, I was like, well, no crap. <laughs> but I feel like, uh, so going with my gut, I would choose three as the lie, right? Mm-hmm. But what bugs me is how obvious number two feels. So like, so I'm go, I'm going, uh, I'm doing it. I'm going against my gut and I'm going with number two as the lie. I'm gonna say there was some, I mean, some event which must have been earth shattering. There was a hole in the earth's surface that Tori fell into, okay? And she missed the class I, because it just it feels like it's uh, that can't be one of her truths. Obviously, that would be true. See, the
0: thing is, like, are we counting like you had to go on like a trip to school? Dude, are we counting like COVID? Like...
1: That she never missed a class. Right. So I'm going with number two. Some crazy thing happened and Tori missed the class. I, I, I think I'm being strategic rather than going with my gut, but I, I'm going there and i'll probably end up seven and seven because of it all right um <laughs> moving on Be at the end okay so i guess now is the time i mean we have we have two more minors to cover but you know i, I want to cover them i want to talk to you about them in this way Tori. where uh you mentioned before we came on that you, like as far as what you're going to do after school you can see yourself in politics, obviously, right? You're a political science major. You can also see yourself in law. You can also see yourself in intelligence. You're, you're a political science major with a with three different minors. You know, you've got this this Arabic and Islamic uh, studies that we've talked about at length. Like, I think most people know a little bit about what what a history minor might look like. Um, the intelligence piece we have to learn more about, but. I don't know. Let's let's talk about this all in this light. What what's the big what's the big dream? Like when it's when it's all like when all the school's over and the dust settles and and not like what you're gonna do for a living, right? Not just that, but like what's what's the big vision or what's the big what's the purpose of it all?
2: Okay, so um obviously starting back in high school. I got was really passionate about becoming a lawyer my junior and senior year, and not like a defense lawyer um, because I don't think I could actually do that. But being a prosecutor and helping in some way, like helping the world as a whole, helping society, you know?
1: Yeah, so, so like justice served to someone yeah. that's done wrong, not getting people off.
2: Yes. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, well, maybe I would be a defense lawyer and work in a nonprofit type situation for people who really need it and are actually innocent, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you also don't get to pick your clients like that, so it's a whole thing. And then I got to school, and I would my mind was open, to all these different things. I started taking politics classes, and then I found like the intelligence minor, and I was like, wow, that's um, something I never really thought about doing for myself. I mean, my favorite show is Criminal Minds. Do, yeah, love that. Love that um, so obviously, I knew. But I never thought, I never really see myself doing it. And then I started taking these intelligence classes. I was like, wow, it's actually so interesting. And there's so many different facets and things you can do. And that's, again, helping people. So that was really basically it. So now I don't really know. I'm kind of stuck.
1: But, the, the, but I mean, it's a good stuck, though. It's a great stuck. I mean, the purpose is helping people. We yeah. just got there, so... Is there a better is is there a better purpose in the world? I don't I don't think so. Right? No. So, okay. So we have purpose set done check great great purpose. Now we can just like um and and holy smokes I mean I'm just my notes are crazy. <laughs> There's so many different uh, avenues we could go to get to that purpose, and we're like going to be really prepared whatever that avenue is. So that's so great. I mean, it doesn't even matter what you do; it really doesn't. You can just have fun with it. I know that's easy for me to say.
2: Well, that's kind of why I started taking the intelligence classes. Yeah. Because I didn't, at first I didn't think like I would ever go into intelligence. I just thought something really cool to learn about. And everyone says that you should pursue your interests in college and not yeah. just not just about your career. Right. So I figured, okay, even if I go into law, it wouldn't hurt me to take six extra classes out of my schedule and learn about something I find really interesting. Um, and then I've taken three classes maybe so far in intelligence. And I just find it so, so like enthralling.
1: Hey, tell me, like let us, uh, Coach Mike and I want to live vicariously through you here a little bit. Um, we never get a chance to take a minor in intelligence. What kind of things are you learning about? Okay, so
2: I took a counterterrorism terrorism class.
1: Wow, that is so cool.
2: Yeah, it was a lot of fun except the fact that it was a two and a half hour long class on Tuesday nights, that part wasn't fun, but the rest of it was fun learning about, we learned about case studies of terrorists, sure, obviously. Sure. We also learned about different weapons, but the most, I think the most interesting part of the whole thing was when we did case studies of events. So we'd pick a special event and we would brainstorm all the ways we think it could be attacked and then present like how to fix that. Ah. Uh-huh. That was pretty
1: interesting. So did you did you ever hear the acronym, well, I don't even remember what it stands for, did you ever hear the acronym SEPTED? No. Or like, did anyone talk to you about environmental safety at all?
2: No, we like, didn't go into that. You didn't go into
1: that with these events? Like, no. Like, what was wrong with their setup? Yeah, yeah, what was allowed? wrong with their
2: security, or yeah. like, where are the yeah. gaps? Oh, I never heard that acronym,
1: no. Okay. This is something with school safety that we oh. talk about a lot, like you know, um, a line of sight, right? And like, should there maybe not be a tree there? Yeah, yeah. Should there maybe be a tree there? Or maybe there needs to be like a big concrete something there, you know? And it's just like, that's what I mean by environmental safety. Like looking at the the ways you can tweak the environment to sort of make a place safer. Yeah, we have to do
2: like look at an event that happened and see what went wrong and then make three policy recommendations on how to fix that yeah. in the future
1: yeah that stuff is all very yeah. very interesting yeah huh super cool so you took counterterrorism terrorism
2: i took intro to american uh, american intelligence okay it just covers the basics of a lot of different it was taught by someone who worked for the cia for 25 years pretty cool he's a professor now
1: he's wow. the reason i
2: started to take it in the first place wow talk and i was like that's so cool might you learn heard about him it.
1: talk, like so. What was that? Was that some something was going on on campus? Yeah,
2: it was like the uh, just
1: like go orientation
2: here? weekend, and there was a bunch of different like events and speakers you could go see and figure out what you wanted to do.
1: You could like, choose a strand. Yeah, or, yeah, and
2: so I went to see him speak, and I think it was with my mom as well because she was there moving me in, obviously. Yeah. And oh, nice. I heard him speak, and I was like, wow, like this seems like something I could really see myself doing, and also just learning about.
1: Very cool. Huh. Yeah, I'm jealous. Yeah, that's so nice. You go back and like, I don't know, so funny. There's so many it, things I'm interested in that I never took any coursework in. The yeah. third
2: class I took was actionable intelligence. So it was all about, and this is the class that I found actually the most helpful for life outside intelligence. It was all about research and how to find um information on the internet and all these different like facets. And then how to also compile that into uh, like an essay or like a research paper and also how to present it to people. So I talk about it in all my cover letters for internship applications and anything. It's like, I was taught how to research, compile evidence and speak on it.
1: Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Sometimes what you get out of something you've never anticipated. Yeah.
2: Because I mean, the whole class was about Vladimir Putin and Russia. And doing information on that,
0: but I learned all this other stuff about like, yeah. Huh. It's nice to see, it's nice to see like going into orientation how you actually just got inspired, like literally the first day on campus, you know? I don't know about you, Phil, like when me, it's like when when we did our orientation, all I can think about is like, when's our next,
1: when's practice, like, you know? It's like, right. and, and so I circled, Mike, that's a great point, because I circled mind open, like, Tori said, you know, she went in with an open mind and basically has like been able to take advantage of all these different opportunities that are presented to her, right? I mean, you know, you're taking 16 credits at a time. So it's not like she's paying any extra money for extra credits. I mean, she's just taking advantage of everything in front of her. And she's Mm -hmm. doing that with an open mind. Yeah. When we were her age, I mean, yeah, it was like, all right, we got to practice later, You know, I I never had the thought of like, I I remember someone talking to me about taking a health minor because I could maybe get a health license, you know, but everything had to be means to an end for me. There was no like, oh, I'm going to, you know, take Arabic and see if I like it. And if I don't, then I'll just take another language. That mindset, the growth, if you will, just wasn't there. So it's cool to talk to young people that have it.
2: I think it helps. That I just really love school and learning. Yeah. So I went into my first um, advising appointment with my advisor and I had already filled out my four-year plan for classes, like my second week as a freshman. And she was like, I've never had to do such little work for right. a student. And I was like, that's just me. You'll get to know that. Yeah. Like, I just like to be prepared and like to know what I'm doing, but it also does help that I love to be in classes and love school. And that's why law school has always been such an option for me because I don't really see it as, oh, more school. It's like, oh, more things I can learn about.
0: Right. Well, right. I got to say, Tori, you must have had an excellent role model growing up with uh your mother raising you because she must have done something right because you kind <laughs> of all figured it out.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, mean, I, I, Mama I Tracy, Mama Tracy has done some that. good work. <laughs> I, I don't have the, I could never, like at this point in my life, I mean, I love learning, but... So for me, the next thing like would be to go get a doctorate in education and like, I can't do it. And I know I never will, I can't do it. I will go to every, you know, symposium and conference and like, that's now my mode of learning. I cannot do, I could never do a doctorate. I know I could, I couldn't do the thesis. It would make me upset. Like, I don't want to write a paper.
2: I love writing papers. See? <laughs> I love that's, writing And that's papers. awesome.
1: Who are you? <laughs> Man, no matter what you do, Tori, you're going to be writing for the rest of your life. <laughs> yeah. So that's great. Right?
2: Yeah. I do love writing papers. It's yeah.
0: fun. Well, I mean, how many times did we go out and hang out with people, like, with the Callahans and Tom? We're like, where's Eddie? And it's, like, for four years. It was like, he's writing his thesis. And I was like, <laughs> for four years?
1: Yeah. And Eddie's a great example of, like, someone who, you know, I just recognize that he... different to me he loves it right he's yeah and i i can't know you
0: have to you have to otherwise you're going to take your computer and throw it out a window
1: well that's great and i think you know i don't know i think yeah your love of school when you first said that i'm like well we better make sure you know tori really looks at why she loves school and make sure that you know she has Those things going on for the rest of your life. But I think the amount of writing you're going to have to do and probably the (laughs) amount of reading you do in your downtime anyway.
2: Yeah.
1: uh, Yeah. uh, I think you'll be fine. (laughs) You'll be learning forever. So that's awesome. Yeah. So, and you know, anything you do, you're going to help people. It'll just be what what ultimately calls to you, right?
2: Yeah. I think it's going to take a while to figure out. I don't know how law school is going to go, but we'll see.
1: So, okay, so what about, let's get a totally out of, talk to us about something you're passionate about. This nothing to do with Catholic University, history, political science, Middle East, okay. any of it.
2: Nothing about school.
1: No, totally unacademic that you're interested in.
0: I was going to ask, what do you like to do for fun outside of school? Because it can't count if you like school. So like, what else do you do for fun outside of it?
2: Okay, well, I have a really great group of friends I hang out with like all the time. I met them this past um, sem- like semester when I was at school. They were both transfers. So I like messaged them asking if they wanted someone to show them around because it kind of sucks to be transferring to a new school, especially during COVID. Like, things weren't exactly open. So um, and so you
1: literally like recruited these friends?
2: <laughs> well, I had other friends. And then they became a part of like my friend group. No, that's awesome. Yeah. I was just
1: picking <laughs> No, up. I know. That was so nice of you. Well,
2: I just- of course you did. I was just going to show them around campus. And then they're like, actually, do you just want to get lunch? And I was like, yeah, sure, I can get lunch. Then, I know
0: this really good pizza place. <laughs> yeah.
2: I know a great pizza place. Yeah. That's so we awesome. hang, I hang out with them, like, every single day, multiple times a day. Nice. Like, if I'm not doing school, I'm with my friends all the time. Yeah.
1: That's great. Yeah, no, I, I, listened to, um, I listened to a psychologist not that long ago who was talking about um, stress response. And he said something that was really interesting. He said, he actually showed a graphic. What the graphic showed was like stress response and social interaction are opposite things. So basically if you like compare that to the way our brain works, like if you're resting and digesting, great. But if you're resting and digesting, right, and, and you're, also socially interacting, that's sort of a ultimate state of well-being, right? And then, you know, when, when you're on, you're on, and maybe you're, you're working, or you're working out, or whatever takes you into that sort of other place where you're more a little bit fight or flight, right? Or maybe you're actually stressed out, fine, but, you know, when you're relaxing, you should be socially interacting. Um, not all the time, obviously, people <laughs> need leave their alone time, but like, if you're not at all, that's not great. yeah, so, yeah no, it's just interesting to see it like in a graphic. It's like, okay, here's everything, stress response, and then like here's social interaction. It was just like the psychologist was almost assuming that like when you're resting and digesting, you're you're with other people. Yeah. Well, like my friends
2: like dragged me away from schoolwork to like get a break to hang out with them.
1: And, and I'm need, like and, and it helps. So
2: it like calms me yeah. down.
1: And we need those. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh yeah, my. I feel like like my wife, like Mrs. Coach Hall, right? She's constantly like giving me permission to take a break, which is a big deal because we have three little kids. Yeah. So like, there's never a break. Mm -hmm. Right? You're you're working, or you're working on something, or you're with the kids, and you know sometimes she'll be like, take a nap. Take a nap. I can't. (laughs) There's no time. No, take a nap. Thank you. All right, Mike, you got anything, or should we get into uh, if I was a, then I'd be a, and why?
0: Um, I guess, uh, um, actually, I did want to ask Tori so, like, your plan, you know, are you hoping to eventually live out there in the Middle East? Because, like, is it, I I can't imagine it would be easy because over there has certain, you know, views and stuff that it, it's harder to succeed as a woman. Um, are you getting any, I don't want to say backwards looks, because I don't think anyone in your family and your friend group, anyone would discourage you. But there's got to be some concern there. If you were to go as a woman in certain areas of the world, that could be a little more worrisome for people over here. Like, is does that is that something that you're looking at? Or I mean, and it's, it's clearly just the people that care about you too, not not to dissuade you, more just like, we're gonna worry about you. Have you gotten any of that at all or has it been 100% support?
2: No, I definitely have, especially for my family. My friends know me and know like, I'll be fine. But my friend, my family are like, oh, we're a little bit nervous about you going over there. Like, you gotta be really careful. I'm, I'm a really careful person. I don't think you'll ever have a problem, but I don't know if I ever plan on living there. Um, My current plan right now is to stay in the D.C. or like Virginia area and like work and live in D.C., Um, but do something still with the Middle East and Arabic. If I go into politics, that would probably be like where my focus more so lies on like with foreign relations with the Middle East. Um, So that's hopefully a thing. And I definitely want to visit the Middle East. Oh,
1: sure. Of course
2: all the time, even after I graduate. Like if I don't get to go with my school, I'll go not on my own probably, but I'll go and visit for sure. Because I just think it's such a great place. So I'm excited for that. But I don't Very know if cool. I'll ever live there.
0: Right, right. Okay. Well, that's reassuring. But you're I think you'd do great. Um wonderful. Yep. That's all I just wanted to know. Cause I was just seeing like, I mean, it, it must be hard, you know. And by the way, I will say if you're looking if this is where you're looking to stay. Look into uh, Leesburg, Virginia. It's like a great place. My dad lived there and worked in D.C. or at least had to go there a lot. And he loved that area. And it was like an easy ride into the city. So it's something where it's like if you want your own time and still want like space, like if you like your house, you have a great house, but you have a lot of land. So if you want like an area with like a front yard, backyard, but still work in the city, that's a perfect spot. So, and
2: yeah, that would be like the ideal.
0: Yeah. Yep. Just a little tidbit and it snows a little bit, but it also gets pretty warm. So it's like all the seasons combined. So my, my dad's thinking about actually moving back there, um, considering it. So that's, and I also loved it when I'd go visit. So that might be like a perfect spot for you.
2: Yeah. It sounds like it.
0: Yeah. Um, all right. That, that's all I want. Yeah. just, I want to ask about just like, you know, how your family felt about the whole thing. uh, Yeah,
1: that was a good that was a good tip on Virginia Mike. Yeah, that actually reminded me we were going to ask we're going to start asking. It's you know it's it's episode eleven. We've made it through ten, right? So so our addition um, for this episode and everyone further was Tori, Can you give us either a uh, maybe a TV show, movie, podcast, book? Or music recommendation? Anything you're watching, listening to, or reading right now that's really good?
2: Yeah, okay. So, I listen to two podcasts every single morning.
1: Nice. Um, Well,
2: weekday mornings, that's when it is. Uh, Oh, I have to remember the name now. Okay. Um, It's the NPR Political Podcast. And it covers three, I think three, like, major political things that are going on. And then the other one... Oh... I'm, the name is escaping me, but it basically, I can look it up after.
1: Give us some but, things to Google, we'll find it.
2: Okay, well, I can just tell you.
1: Oh yeah, tell yeah, us. Yeah,
2: it's saved on my phone.
1: Oh great. I listen to it every morning. <laughs> right, obviously.
0: Are are they relatively neutral in their in their takes with things, or do they, are, do you feel like it's slanted one way or another?
2: I feel it's pretty, um like in the middle, maybe okay. leaning, leaning left a little bit, but pretty in the middle. All right. Um, and uh, the other one is the NPR Up First podcast, and that just talks about um, news things going on in the world, the three biggest news stories from the day before. So I figure as a politics major, you need to be up to date on things. Or yep. well, really, as a person contributing to society, you need to be up to date on what's going on in the
1: world. Come on, so, Mike. <laughs> no, I, uh, Turn your NPR on.
2: I, still, I listen to those so I know what's going on and I can contribute if it ever comes up in class or anything like that.
1: Oh, that's awesome.
2: And they're short. It's like two 15-minute long podcasts. Oh, nice. So, it's only like half an hour of your day. I do it when I'm like getting ready in the morning, things like that.
1: All right. Wonderful. All right. NPR podcasts. Yep. Thank you. Anytime. And no, I'll thank you for our listeners. <laughs> they appreciate it. Um, okay. Now I think we're ready for If I Was A, Then I'd Be A, and Here's Why.
0: Yes. Um, th- it is called If I Were and Why. It would be, uh, if I was a social media app, which would I be and why? So, Phil, I went, I went first.
1: Yes, you can go last. Yes, yes,
0: you can. Yes, Oh, yes, you can. Yes, you can go last. Phil, I went first on the uh, two truths, so I think you should go first.
1: Yeah, or so, I, <laughs> I mean, so I've, I'm sorry, I, I, um, I was just thinking about how perfect this is and I've i like literally you, you said this prompt before we get on and I immediately knew exactly which app I was. I am Instagram. Nice. Um, I remember so it's kind of funny interviewing someone like Tori right because my entire career as a student was so much different. Um, <laughs> I was and I someone told me this in college uh, Mr. Bill at Castleton, who any, any Spartans probably on here probably know Mr. Bill. Uh, if you're listening, Mr. Bill told me you are like all style and no substance. That's what like he said, and he told me that as he was giving me an A on an assignment. Right, like he was like, "Great job, full credit," but dude, you are all style, no substance. And uh, I like look back on my career as a student, right, and I've been called a lot of things. And that was probably the nicest way anyone had put it um, full of uh, feces was used more frequently, right. Or like a blesser. Um So style over substance, like when I think about social media, right. Like Instagram, it's the picture, right. It's not the text. Um, it's it's style over substance. And so Instagram for me. Awesome. That's a good one. That's a good one. I actually
0: was going to go. That was like the one I know I wasn't because I just go, like you said, like style over substance. And uh, if you check my Instagram, there's like probably out of like the hundreds of pictures I have only like seven or eight that are actual true selfie pictures. Cause it's usually, it's like, I just like, I'm looking, I'm like, this is my Instagram. Like I'm barely in anything here. It's usually like pictures of like other people or emma or things like that or our slap happy stuff it's just like huh i'm in like 12 of these you know um so i'm gonna go you're not not
1: conceited mike that's
0: good we like that about you i try i try i I saved that all in college and tried to get rid of it um so i'm gonna go with i am youtube i am youtube because you know it's one of those things where it's it's it, I'm built to make people laugh, but also I'm just full of random things. I'm just like, hey, snake bite video, that's cool, you know. <laughs> just like, I can just get, I can just stay on that thing where it's just like, I have nothing to do, and yet I'll just find the most random task to do and just be like, oh, that's cool, you know. It's like, hey, you know, do you want to do funny voice things with your cousin? Do you want to. Build a shelf like you want to learn how to like give CPR to your cat if he gets bit by a snake. It's like it's it's the information's there and it's just and also too is sometimes I can just make people laugh for no reason and that's why I would say I was YouTube.
2: That's pretty accurate. I'd say. Yeah. All right, Tori. I think I'd be Twitter because I was
0: gonna say that too.
2: (laughs) There's a whole serious side of Twitter where you like you can like actually like learn things or like I follow a bunch of politicians on Twitter who like tweet real things and like you've learned things but there's also just like stupid comments and like random <laughs> jokes and i make a lot of stupid comments sometimes so i, I think it's pretty accurate
1: <laughs> that was great <laughs> that is wonderful i gotta say mike i think um in terms of like the quality of the three answers that might have been our best round ever probably and, <laughs> as like, as just the play. actual true fit yeah, yeah. yep good job Good job, team. All right, so is it time to figure out which, uh, which one is a lie? I think so. And actually, if I, as I've been sitting here, I'm really, I'm really like not feeling great about this one. So, yeah, let's get this over with. All right.
2: All right, should I just tell you guys?
1: So we will do – tell us your three statements one more time and then tell us which one was the lie.
2: Okay. I didn't know how to ride a bike until I was 19. Right. Right. Second one, my freshman year. Never miss a single class in college. Right. Okay. Third one, I eat sushi four times a week, at least when I'm at college. Okay? Yeah. So you want to know?
1: What's the lie?
2: The second one. Yes! I really thought I was going to get you, Coach Hall.
1: Oh! I literally, you know what's funny? This is a good lesson for everybody out there. As I was sitting here, after I gave that answer, I convinced myself that it was sushi that was the lie. I, like, thought I reminded myself that Tori didn't like fish. I love fish. And then, yeah. What is it you, there's something you hate that I don't understand. And uh, if it's not fish. It's
2: fruit? Fruit. <laughs> ah, <what? laughs>
1: and then I was like, is it, is she the one that hates cheese? No, and cheese like, is like, no, cheese and no, seafood are my cheese. favorite fish.
0: That ball. is, like, her favorite thing. If there was like, a way to combine them, I'm sure she would make it and eat it.
2: I feel like I should explain my why. Because yeah. you were right. You were right.
1: I know. <laughs> yeah. What was the crisis <laughs> that occurred where you missed the class?
2: Okay. So I am very much a goody two-shoes and love school, but I am also a college student. So I did miss a couple, just uh, slept in once. Oh! I did sleep, th- I did sleep in once.
1: I thought we were about to learn of, like, appendicitis. Oh, well, there or? was a whole
2: thing. I got a concussion really severe. I was out of classes for a week and a half.
0: Oh. So I missed
2: a week and a half of classes.
0: So that, too. I also forgot that Tori loves to sleep. (laughs) Yeah. And that is also my thing, because I bet her classes are always early, aren't they, Tori? It was
2: a 9.30 class, so not that early, actually. Not
1: actually at all.
2: I refuse to take 8 a.m.s. I won't do it, because I won't get up from the house. Smart.
1: I wasn't that smart. I took 8 a.m.s and missed them. I was trying to get done my classes
0: by noon, to be honest. That's what I was trying to do at Castleton. I checked yeah.
1: Well, you know what I tried to do towards the end is I'd try to have a Monday, Wednesday, Friday schedule.
2: Mm, I take Fridays off. I
0: like to
1: take Tuesday, Thursday, Saturdays, and Sundays off.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I wanted to do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday classes, and then Thursday through Sunday off. That's what I was aiming for at one point in time. Well, we uh,
1: we could talk about the semester where I took 16 credits worth of one or two credit activity classes. Whole slate. (laughs) Why did you do that? Cause I, <laughs> cause they actually all applied to my major oh, and I could.
2: Okay.
1: Were <laughs> you like, literally, Brittany will talk about this all the time. My schedule was like, I think it was music appreciation, which was the t- hardest class I took that semester. Not like, not just, I'm not bagging on music, but that's not a super academic class, right? You're listening to music and, and trying to appreciate it. It's, you know, it's not an actual music class. It's music appreciation. Sounds actually really relaxing. Music for beginners, but not even. You're not even playing music, right? Yeah. It's a non playing music class. Okay. So I had that. I had a class that was actually called stress management. We learned how to manage our stress, a lot of breathing.
2: Your own stress?
1: Yeah, a little bit of yoga. We did some laughter (laughs) yoga. I mean, yeah, great. Okay. I actually had yoga as a class, Um, I had pickleball. As a class, I bad, yeah, I remember that. I remember seeing that on there. And I had badminton, and I want to say that was my full slate. That's awesome!
2: Interesting. I
1: mean, it was pretty much like that. And it was like Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I don't think I had any of them on Tuesday. That must have really helped your GPA. Oh, 4 <laughs> 0. Yeah, thank you.
0: You better at- have. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and so the the big joke is I got a better grade in music appreciation than Brittany, and she was in that class section. But understand what her workload looks yeah. like outside of, <laughs> outside of music appreciation. She's taking like accounting too, right? Like business math, like I don't know, whatever smart people, math, money people take. I don't know, you know, but yeah. So she got like an A minus, and I got an A. And so I rag on her for that. She gets so mad because she's like, you weren't doing. That was your hardest class.
0: You had a whole slate of credits that semester, Phil. I don't think she understands that. You were you were taking sixteen credits too that year.
1: We <laughs> yeah, don't I have to, to go into in details. And I was and actually yoga was at that time very difficult, frankly, because oh. I was about three hundred pounds and <laughs> and I you know it wasn't all great weight and they made me sit on my foot and that hurt. <laughs> yeah. I bet.
2: How did you know that number one was the truth? It's a little bit offensive.
0: I, so, my gut said. You've told me that in the library.
1: No, right. Before. It was like this, it was the exact same as you, Mike. I was, yeah, like I, like, like, I don't, know, I don't know, know how to ride a bike. Remember, Tori doesn't ride a bike.
2: To be fair, I only learned that of sight.
1: And so, but Tori, the piece I didn't tell you is, the reason I think it connected with me is, I, for a very long time, refused to ride bikes as a young person. It's not that I didn't know how. I had, like, a pretty bad wipeout in my gravel driveway when I was, I don't know, six, seven, eight, whatever. And uh, had, like, road rash, like, all right here. And I didn't get on a bike for, like, ten years. And people used to give me so much credit. I just never
2: learned until last Christmas.
1: But now I have a bike.
2: I I try to ride ride it.
1: I almost never do.
2: I never ride it. I just know that I can now.
1: But I was at a work retreat the other day and my boss hopped on a bike. And I hopped on a bike and went for a ride. And I could not have done that if I never got over my fear of bicycles.
2: I only did it because Thomas was making fun of me. Yeah,
1: good, that's a good reason. I
0: knew that was who was giving you the issues. Yeah. But I just remember you telling me, I'm like, you don't have to ride a bike. And you're like, Coach Mike, I don't need to. There's no reason.
2: Exactly, I live on a dirt road in the middle of nowhere. When I'm home, so why do I need to ride a bike? I don't.
0: I can't wait for that situation, in Washington. Like we have the president down, and he, we need someone to get on this bike and get his <laughs> heart, get this heart to the president.
2: And I can do it now because now I can ride a bike.
0: I don't know, I but got you got it, it. I'm on it. You know <laughs> how they say it's like riding a bike. I, I don't know if you oh. haven't. If that, that was that the person that made that saying was assuming that you knew how growing up.
2: That's true because I did it for like seven minutes, and I have never again.
0: Like you I, rode the bike for seven straight minutes?
2: No, no, it took me seven minutes to learn, and then I could ride it. So, yeah.
1: This
2: is amazing. <laughs> I just Thomas would not stop making fun of me, yeah. and I like to be better than him at everything. And he held that over my head, so I had to learn.
0: So now he has nothing over you. Really um, amazing. I still can't
2: drive, so he's got that. That's the next one.
0: <laughs> what when you start by riding a bike exactly. and then you learn how
2: to drive. It's progressing.
0: It's progressing, but you so, already have your no, license, no, 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 no. don't you? Just, Who you passed know, you? Yeah.
1: I mean, hey, that happened. You, you have to
0: you, prioritize. No, I'm sorry, no, we're we're, we're we're ignoring the fact you already have your license, right? No. No.
1: I knew that. I thought you had, I thought.
2: Rory did, not me. Yeah,
1: my, I thought, didn't you get your, of your permit way. or
0: something?
2: Yeah, I had my permit and then I let it expire because I never got my license.
1: It's an interesting thing in wow. Carolina, Vermont, man, I swear, where I'm from, no one doesn't get their license. But around here, all kinds of people do that. So well, that thing. makes sense. Like
0: Washington, you can always just like take a taxi, you can take the subway, or you can take whatever you can, you don't need a car. But like Vermont, Tori, how did you get to work? You live like 45 minutes from the nearest like gas station.
2: Um, well, I make my friends drive me anywhere when I hang out with them. And my mom and my brother drive me around. So <laughs> I just don't like driving. And I figured if I get my license, then I have to drive. But if I never get my license, no one can ever make me drive. If you want to hang out with me bad enough, I'll, I always you, pay their gas.
1: It's hilarious. You're a villain. You're I mean villain. It. No, I mean, this is such a <laughs>
2: like, cheat chi- code. I'll, I'll always pay for their gas.
1: I'm always driving. Yeah. Just because I have a driver. <laughs> exactly.
2: License. You. No one can this make you drive promoting. if you can't.
1: No, it reminds me of, this is true. I had... I had Brittany convinced I couldn't do dishes for like three years. <laughs> she thought I was, she was like, dude, you can't see when a plate is dirty or clean. You can't even see. So she didn't let me do them. And then, I don't remember who it was. Someone was like...
2: Like I learned how okay, to Okay,
1: really, he can do the dishes. You just have to make him. Yeah.
0: <sighs> who sold you out, Phil? Who was it? Who hurt I you? I don't remember,
1: but whoever it is, they get some karma coming. <laughs> i hope it's another guy doing dishes is one of my like like, if i had to pick a chore like that i can stand doing dishes is in there yeah
2: oh i like cleaning so i like doing all this
1: is
0: okay i like laundry i don't mind that that's easy i don't have to do most of the work i don't (laughs) even have to do
2: i don't think coach i likes laundry based on that
0: (laughs) no laundry i was gonna say well you also have three small children that that have accidents and stuff. Uh, and,
1: yeah, it's okay. I just hate folding.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: That's not fun. Just out. That, I hang a lot. I mean, <laughs> okay. Literally, why do you think I'm wearing a button-down and a sweater right now? Because I only own clothes now that I can. <laughs> you know,
0: it's, it's great for me, though. I'm engaged to a wonderful woman who likes to do everything. She likes to do dishes, she likes to do laundry, and she likes to clean. But I, I, guys, am awesome at supporting her
1: I can imagine <laughs> <laughs> <Woo-ha>!
0: <laughs> she it's feels funny. she feels loved the entire time
1: <laughs> <laughs> well this is always the most fun part isn't it after the second game we are supposed to be off and we just haven't ended it yet yeah <laughs> yeah well Tori we will certainly have to have you back you can tell us all about England, not to jinx you.
2: Yeah.
1: And uh, Morocco, be. and hopefully, and all the intelligence you've learned. And, it's kind of funny, right?
2: <laughs> well, I learning tell you, about intelligence. Well, I tell people <laughs> that one of my minors is intelligence, and they're like, what <laughs> is that supposed yeah. to mean? They think I'm like saying so that I'm I super so.
1: smart.
2: Yeah, they think I'm just like bragging that I'm smart and I'm like minoring in intelligence. I'm like, no, like, like intelligence, like FBI, <laughs> CIA, yeah, with the I, and
1: yeah, all those acronyms. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Well, good. Anything else, Tori, for our people listening?
2: I don't think so. That's it.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming. We can't wait to have you back.
0: It was great seeing you again, Tori. Good seeing you, too. It really was.
1: Listeners, thank you for being with us, as always. Mike, thank you for being with me, as always.
0: As always, it was a great time. And thank you everyone for listening. It's been a blast again. Sayonara. Stay positive.